Housekeeping. Housekeeping. You want late checkout? <laughs> of course I do. I'm burbs. aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast about the podcast TBTL. I'm your host, Meredith Eminem, most of the way Mayhan, coming to you today from the Senior Cat and Dog Sanctuary Studios in Dallas, Texas. And joining me today to bring you a recap of the week of TBTL that was, it's your good old I-35 crew from the Stick of Butter <laughs> Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota. It's Ann Lundholm. Hi, Ann. Good morning, Meredith. And since he doesn't trust two lady scientists to podcast alone... From the Kyle Insect Museum, it's Mike the Jail Dude Frizzell in Kyle, Texas. Hi, Mike. Hi. I don't trust ladies in general. One hit me with her car yesterday. That's just how <laughs> ladies are. They, they don't know science, and then they hit you with their cars. They be hitting people with their cars. <laughs> the evidence is stacking up against us. <laughs> we, have some, we have some work to do on regaining yes. your trust. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully we can do that today. We've got some LRB business to discuss. We'll cover our week in review, of course. Uh, we've got some housekeeping, and we'll let you know how you can get involved with the show. Uh, We have a lot of business today, and the first one is that you need to stop right now and go back and listen to our Valentine's Day clip show from last Friday. It was hosted by Christy and Anne, and it's called How to Succeed in Love Without Really Trying, and it was a fantastic clip show. I loved it. Um, We learned more about how Christy feels about conversation hearts than you ever (laughs) thought you wanted to know. Uh, (laughs) Anne sticks up for the single people of the world, and uh, we get to see firsthand how these same themes repeat again this year in tbtl like how andrew drops the ball on valentine's day Mm -hmm. every year despite some indications that vives would maybe like it acknowledged so that was a fantastic show um next in the order of business is if you feel like you want to throw your phone out the window over something that luke and or andrew are saying during tbtl we want you to vent your frustrations at us instead of sending luke an email that he'll never acknowledge So post it on our Facebook page or send us an email or a voicemail or a text and just tell us why you're so mad. Um, This week, the feedback focused on Luke's stupid light phone. Um, So we'll talk more about that on Tuesday. But uh, if you have anything that you want to say to them. I feel like you're poisoning the well against the the light phone (laughs) already. I I don't know a single person who is in favor of this light phone. (laughs) So I don't think that's news. (laughs) Uh, We will try to help you process your complex feelings about TBTL rather than just shouting into the void of, of Luke's full email box. Uh, next up is the follow-up files. And I understand you've got some updates for us on alternative names for this here show. Indeed. Now, a couple of weeks ago on the recap, um, we were talking about how Luke had expressed some regrets about calling his show TBTL. And Mike dropped the bomb on us that he also has some regrets about choosing LRB and he mentioned that he had put out a, a poll on the Stens page and that Little Red Bandwagon was the name that ran away with the contest. And we wanted to know what the other names were. And of course, he couldn't remember. So I was digging around in the archives for a totally different purpose. And I just happened to run across the show where Christy was on TBTL to talk about the launch of this 
Fairy podcast. And she shared what those other possible names were. So I mm. thought we might want to know what those were. Uh, the other choices were Done Deal, Good Luck to All, The Next Party, and Hammer Time. I like the middle ones. <laughs> I don't like Done Deal. That's a Susie thing, right? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. I just don't like it because it sounds like a game show or something. And what was the last one that I hate? Hammer this Time. One? Hammer Time. <laughs> no, because that makes it seem like it's a drinking show. Here it is on 10 on Sunday morning and there's nothing I want less than a drink right now. Um, so we had, uh, what were the other, the two in the middle that I liked? Either Good Luck to All or The Next Party. Those are both good. Yeah. Because Good Luck to All is the last line of the show. So we're the next thing that comes on and also the next party. Of course, we're the next party you go to after you finish your TVTO. Mm -hmm. We're sort of the That's after true. party. I still like Little Red Bandwagon. I do too. I think it's great. Well, I'll take it as a compliment because I came up with it, but I, <laughs> I still think it's stupid. And what I really regret most of all is the ankle tattoo, which is now gone with my <laughs> below knee amputation. That's one way to get rid of a tattoo. Is that yeah. why you did it? Yeah, it was, but I liked it. It looked really cool. And yeah. I think I might be slightly resentful because it had mm. to go. Well, you got one leg left. Yeah. Yeah. Done deal. On the, <laughs> <that's fine. laughs> All right. Last time I was on the show, I talked about how I was frantically trying to get myself ready to go to a fancy ball for Duff's work. I had five days notice to become ball ready. Uh, how many times can I say ball without someone making a joke? <laughs> Uh, I'm happy to report that it went off without a hitch. Um, I liked my hair. I liked my dress. I liked my shoes. I liked my jewelry. I liked my Allison's. My whole house was great. I could do anything good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool in the gang. Yes. They, they put on such a good performance to a room that was so unenthusiastic about them. That's oh, the no. weird thing is, yeah. That, that's what happens with those things. They get a shit ton of money to get a really good band, but the people that they're going to be playing in front of, just they're not into it. Well, they weren't at first. So they, I, I was so impressed with their showmanship at first because everyone was just sort of like, oh, what stupid cool in the gang. But then once they started playing and they played some songs that people knew and they're like, mm -hmm. oh, it's these guys. Like right. people got into it and people started dancing and clapping and singing along. So at first I was just like, oh God, this was a horrible mistake. <laughs> but it, it actually came out. But I think that must have been um, as people started to drink more, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, later on in the night, they loosened up a little bit and there was actually a dance floor. People were dancing. So at first I was feeling pretty bad for them, but I know how much money they got paid because uh, we're friends with one of the people who organized this and mm -hmm. it was worth their while. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was. I, I, and it's better, better than a comedian because you, when you're playing music, you can sort of lose yourself in the in the song and you don't really have to relate to the audience. But if, if a comedian takes one of those gigs, that's when I really feel. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Like a bunch of old dudes and this comedian is just dying or whatever. But uh, did they play fresh? No, they did not. I would, I would be having a talk with them. I would they take your friend who paid yeah. them up there and say, uh, "Listen, <laughs> we're going to need to hear fresh today." You should have thrown them an extra ten grand just to play fresh. <laughs> right. They, they played right. like you know, get down on it and celebration sure. and jungle boogie. Yeah, and uh, it was to you know to a ballroom full of bankers and petroleum engineers. Do you see yourself hanging out at any big balls in the future? <laughs> big balls? Uh, I hope not. Uh, this might become a yearly thing. 
Uh, it seems like once you get on the invite list, you're on it. So uh, we may have to go again to this particular one, but uh, I don't live in a world of balls usually. No. So. That's not where you hang. That, that's not where I hang. You do now. <laughs> I do now. <laughs> oh boy. There we go. Um, okay. Next up is uh, Eddie in Houston asked for a pup date as she usually does. Um, and you know, he's just bumping along being a crazy dog. Um, but I can highlight one thing that is, is developing and is that Eddie has become like an expert level cuddler. It is adorable. It's so great. And so one of the things that ha- has been happening, it's if I wake up before Duff does, I'll take Eddie and Molly downstairs to go outside and have breakfast. And if Duff's still asleep after that, I'll take them both back upstairs with me. And Eddie will so excitedly launch himself up onto the bed and burrow oh. under the covers <laughs> and cuddle up next to Duff. And he's just wiggling and happy and licking and, you know, snuffling. Mm-hmm. And and then I have to join in and make an Eddie sandwich. And then he goes to sleep in the bed and it's so cute. And this happens pretty regularly despite him not being allowed on the furniture. I was going to ask. This seems like a new development. (laughs) It is. When I was there for the Super Bowl, there was a little area on on one of the couches where there's there's. There's animal activity. I'll just say that. Yeah. So we've designated a spot on the couch. He has to be, we've trained him to only go up there when his blanket is there. So he doesn't do it when his blanket's not there. Mm -hmm. And he stays on the blanket for the most part. And we're learning still. But um, it's nice to watch TV and and cuddle with him because he's such a good cuddler. He's just great. So I'm relenting. I'm 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 totally sliding back on all my proclamations about no dogs on the couch. And Molly probably would be, but she's she's a little she's 12 and she's getting a little arthritic. So she she can't jump up on the bed. So we always make sure to go down on the ground with her and give her some extra cuddles too so she doesn't feel left out. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh let's get on to the week in review. Monday 23:15 Hot Take Time Machine. Good title. Mm-hmm. Uh Luke says George Michaels, and he he thinks that George Michaels' name is George Michaels, <laughs> and he also thinks that George Michael, who had the sports machine back in the 80s and 90s, was George Michaels. He's wrong on both counts. The Both of them are George Michael, so there is no George Michaels. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> Just know that there's no George Michaels. I mean, I'm sure there is, but... He is not famous, whoever George Michaels is. Okay. Uh, Andrew is recounting his vacation, which he said was most re- mostly relaxing, except for a hot tub experience he had with a uh, Trump supporter from New Jersey who sort of chased him out of the hot tub while Andrew said, read a book. <laughs> this is going to be a very tough at least four years for us if see that the, the problem i'm having is the people it's all right if you voted for trump just admit it was stupid now and and we'll take you back sure it's okay just stop doubling down on the stupidity yeah i mean that's that's the worst part it's all right to lose a little money playing poker don't go back to the atm don't you know don't don't go get your mortgage you know if you're having a bad day or if you're having a bad presidency that's it just sit it out Get the next one. Walk away from the table. (laughs) Learn from your mistakes. Please. Andrew goes on the Crocodile Mile, which which gives Luke an opportunity to play that uh, commercial, which he apparently loves. Good Lord. (laughs) So much. 
Uh, this was a long week of waiting through ads on YouTube mm-hmm. for these guys. Seem like even more than usual. But they they fill so expertly. <laughs> well, yeah, they're friends and they could fill. It's it's cool. seamless. We never noticed that. <laughs> Mm-mm. Except for the part where they announce it. <laughs> oh, here's a Lexus ad. <laughs> if they would, if they would be less, if they would do less filling, they could do more editing. You know. <laughs> They could just get rid of it, but they talk over everything and, you know, there's just no way you can do it. Yeah. When Veeves and Andrew were coming home, uh, all of their gifts were confiscated, which seemed like something you could see coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? Can't bring home a bunch of liquids and I feel bad that they wasted their money like that, but it, it didn't seem like something that mm, people would generally try to get away with. I don't understand how people are still surprised by any of this. Like, wait, I can't bring my water through security? Huh? What, my shampoo's not allowed? <laughs> I might have said this on the show before, but for, for my old job, I used to travel to Louisville a lot. And a big thing that tourists do in Louisville is go to the Louisville Slugger Bat Factory. And they get these little bats with their names engraved on them. You know, like the, the little novelty-sized bats. Well, those aren't allowed on the plane. So in the Louisville airport, there's always a big barrel of these bats. It costs people like 25 bucks, you know, to get it, to get these made. And they just got to throw them in the barrel on their way out. Because I, I think the, the authorities are afraid that three guys with, with uh, novelty-sized Louisville slugger bats are going to take <laughs> over a plane. So then what do you suppose happens to these? Do, does uh, Louisville somehow reclaim them and take them back to the wherever they get them? Or is well, this... Well, there's, no, there's nothing they can really do because it, they've been emblazoned with people's names, right? Well, but you could have them for, you know, if you get somebody else's George name. Michaels shows up yeah. and, and he, there's already a bat with his name on it, he can have the, the disc. Charge him another 25 bucks. There you go. <laughs> it's already done. You don't even have to wait, George Michaels. Here you go. <laughs> Uh, we've come to find out that Walter Burbank likes a good head massage. Who doesn't really? <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Yeah. Head scratches. Those are the best. Uh, I, I, I would lobby, I would say, uh, I'm not a big massage guy, but, uh, so if someone just wanted to scratch my back for half an hour, I'll take that. But, but in the airport, they kind of frown on you taking off your shirt and telling the lady to, <laughs> you know, put on these fingernail extensions and scratch my back. I am very much in favor of a good massage, but a good yeah. massage. None of this airport crap. You've got to go to a person that has some training and a license, and then it can be very worthwhile. Emily's best friend is a massage therapist, and she gives a really good massage, and, and she's given me, I think, at least one, maybe two massages, but mainly it was because I was having problems with you know a shoulder or my neck or whatever, and then after that, she starts working on the other areas, and, and my body's like, eh. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I'm mm. good. But uh I think they're good they're good for therapy for me. Uh but not for like you know, I just love it. I did get that sort of weird floaty feeling after it was done. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You're kind of flushed and you're kinda of wandering around a little bit. You're like mm-hmm. what? Yeah, you're in a daze. Yeah, yeah. But I guess I didn't get all the endorphins that normally accompany it beforehand. I have some problems with my hips, so my massage therapist gets quite intimate with mm-hmm. the, the hips. Uh, late, lady or fella? Lady. I don't know how I'd feel if, if it was a fella, but uh, yeah, 
it's it, it's quite something. I trust her. I've been going to her for a long time. Otherwise, that would <laughs> yeah. never That's happen. Important. Yeah, you don't you don't want to have a fishy massage therapist. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> this guy seems kind of fishy. I'm gonna let him touch me everywhere. I have I I like a good massage. I'm not opposed to that. But one thing that I did not too long ago uh, that was new was a, a full body scrub. Um, I went to a Korean spa here and one of the things is uh about korean spas is a lot of the 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 building is is required nudity so you can't wear Mm -hmm. your bathing suit even and um they're gender segregated obviously um but i wanted to try this scrub because everyone's like it you know basically sloughs off all of your skin (laughs) and so it's an hour of a scrub too so this this um korean lady in her underwear put me on this slab naked and just like got really really intimate like i i had to have a couple drinks beforehand because i knew Mm. what was coming and i was like oh boy (laughs) this is gonna be nervous making (laughs) but it felt incredible i kind of got over the you know she she does this all day there's naked people everywhere you sort of get into the groove of the place Mm -hmm. and it stopped being as weird but i needed the drinks uh to to loosen me up a little bit but i afterwards got that the people that work there though they get to wear some underwear yeah yeah i thought that was really interesting she was wearing like a bra and panties (laughs) well it makes a lot of sense too especially on the male side of it because you know you're laying on a table and some dude's junk is you know he's working around you and yeah. all you're seeing is you know <laughs> the oilman's balls <laughs> let's see oh classic andrew tangent they start playing the rungren song and andrew tells a story it gets them into talking about meatloaf because todd rungren um, produced and wrote some music for meatloaf and Andrew remembers his driving instructor playing Paradise by the Dashboard Light for him and remembers going into her apartment. And she was not much older than him. And young Andrew, um, if only someone could send him some signals, you know, <laughs> if only he could get a sign that a girl liked him. I think there may have been one or two signs there already, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I have regrets about stuff like that from when I was a kid you know, opportunities missed, but, um, luckily I caught a couple of them, you know, <laughs> Andrew, I don't think Andrew caught any, <laughs> he never caught any. And I don't think Luke caught too many besides, uh, junior prom when he no. was a little kid. <laughs> I really enjoyed, uh, the story, the part, you know, I forget sometimes how quick Andrew can be because then when they were talking about how she had to go to her apartment to get something and Luke said, what did she pick up? And Andrew just goes her diaphragm. <laughs> yeah. yeah that that was luke's ver- uh that version of the question what happened to the groceries right <laughs> he w- she was there to have sex with you andrew that's uh-huh. that she was there to pick up your dick and, and you didn't uh you didn't provide it um i enjoyed the talk about how andrew didn't respect her because she said she was a big led zeppelin fan and then thought that uh during the breakdown of i i forget which song now but um, she said, oh, that's, that's the dance mix or whatever. <laughs> but no, there is no extra Led Zeppelin dance mix out there. This is that, the actual song. And so he was, he called her a poseur. I see in, uh, in the notes here, um, someone's upset about mattresses on, on the floor and how Luke is trying to bring sexy back by, by saying that was a cool, sexy time as a human. Uh, well, <laughs> Andrew said... This was back when I thought having a mattress on the floor was cool. (laughs) 
and <laughs> and I like. <laughs> hey, if you got a floor with no mattress and that's where you're sleeping, I would say the mattress is pretty cool. That, Adding a mattress yeah. to that situation is a big upgrade. That's if true. You're, if you're in a flop house, that's true. <laughs> I guess you know. The more I thought about that, the more I was like, you know what? This makes sense. As somebody who would pull the bench out of a van and use it as a couch, uh, a mattress on the floor is is kind of his aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, if only he had known Sean at that time, he would have thought Sean was the coolest person ever. <laughs> they would have been I, buddies. Sean is probably still pretty cool that way, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, Andrew's, this is the, the debut of Andrew's spring ad. And spring uh, apparently is, is some uh, high-end, uh, what, what would you call them? Um, it's, like, it's just like a designer. Online boutique? Boutique, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, couldn't be any more miscast for this nope. uh, role. I, I think he, he screwed up some of the names. I, I don't know him either. Oh, so there, there's a makeup brand called Smashbox and he called it Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and he talked about Tori Birch, which is a woman's clothing line that he would never <laughs> be interested in. Club Monaco and Mark Jacobs. <laughs> and he made a pledge to become more stylish. Oh, no. You know this was all being delivered with in cutoff khakis with a belt, right? He's not changing. No, no. He he really made a nice sounding ad, but uh, we know him, and we know that he'll never be on that website, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the top story: Adele has to restart. She didn't have to restart at the Grammys, and it kind of made me feel stupid because it sounded fine to me. But oh no! I guess I would defer to y'all because you know more about music, especially Anne. I mean, you're you're in the singing game still. Was was the first version bothering you so much that you felt like she needed to start again? Yeah, really? yeah, me too. Yeah, she she started the song in the wrong key, and and I don't blame her because, as Luke pointed out, that was a really kind of a weird spare arrangement. There weren't a lot mm-hmm. of cues for her to mm-hmm. get the key, and I assume that. That they give her the note in her earpiece or something. They must play a tone or whatever. But mm-hmm. that is a singer's worst nightmare. It's coming in on the wrong note and missing the entrance entirely. And we mm-hmm. all live in terror of doing that. And I I respect the fact that she was like, wait, no, no, I'm a, I'm a. And she's the only person who's one of the only people who's big enough to just stop the whole thing. And say <laughs> right. Right. I'm gonna, and you could tell she was trying to pick it up for a little while, but she just couldn't find it. So, well, when someone says that they're off key and it's not working or whatever, I I expect to listen back and go, "Oh, that's Bismarcky or something." You know, I'm waiting <laughs> for something big, but that I don't know that song, so I'm like, "All right, I guess that's the way the song is," you know, because I'm in the key of life, ladies. That, I'm not. I'm not in any particular key. Well, and she is so like just forever lovable that she can get away with this scot-free and everybody will just be like look how cute she is yeah Yeah. and it was somewhat camouflaged for that intro just because of the way it was arranged but i Mm -hmm. think once she got into the main body of the song that's when she was like no this is not gonna work that's gotta be a terrible feeling oh it's awful yeah i i just i mean it would be like you're you just shot a three-pointer and everyone thinks you're a great three-point shooter and you realize it's left your hand and everyone thinks it's going to go in and you know you're three feet short. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, can I get that ball back for a second? <laughs> Bring that ball back because I'm not happy with that ball. 
the top, second top story, Broadway bathrooms. Broadway's getting more bathrooms and sometimes double or triple the amount of bathrooms, but the bathroom uh, um, count was very paltry to begin with. I'm glad people are able to get their pee on now. Uh, I think I think what's happened, why fewer bathrooms used to be more acceptable, is everyone thinks they have to have a drink now. Everyone mm-hmm. thinks they have to always have a water or a coffee or a, an alcoholic beverage. Or I think people are just loaded up all the time on beverages. What do you guys think? Agree. Yeah, agreed. You know, since moving to Texas... Um, as a Michigan girl, I was worried about when I get dehydrated, I tend to faint mm. um, and it's hot here. And so I thought I better be really careful about staying hydrated. So I bought a few uh, of those like insulated water bottles and I carry a thing of ice water around with me at all times. Even now, it's not that hot out, but mm-hmm. um, it's become a habit and I just have it you know, next to me at all times. Um, and yeah, getting a coffee is a thing. It's a social thing. So mm. at, at the, the theater, it makes sense, I guess. But it seems like there has to be bars everywhere now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know that's kind of a Dallas thing, but there are there are dog parks with bars here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's one in Austin too. Emergency pee situations. You ever, you guys ever face those and, and have you had to, to do anything risky? Emergency, like it has to happen? Yeah, like, like you're stopped in traffic and you have to get the Kleenex box or whatever Jen did. <laughs> No, because I am a champion holder. And I think really? it comes it comes from many, many long years working retail and working for mm-hmm. a small store where very often it would only be one person working. You'd be by yourself for mm-hmm. an entire shift. And right. you can't just be like, okay, guys, I'm, I'm going out. And we didn't have a bathroom in the store. So what would happen is that you would have to wait for the store to spontaneously empty out of all customers and then you'd have to go and lock it up and go down the hall to the bathroom and then come to the back. Burger King. Oh boy. Yep. And <laughs> so if people were in the store all day and they didn't leave, well, you just didn't get a chance. So you hold it. Dang. Yeah, I've never had that problem where it was like I was stuck in traffic. There was a couple times I was really averse to peeing in the woods when I was younger. Um, and we used to hang out, we used to go camping a lot. Um, so there were, there was a couple times I broke that, uh, that vow to never pee in the woods sometime when I was, I don't know, 18 or 19. It was just absolutely, uh, non-negotiable. Um, but that's the worst thing I can think of. I also, I worked in a restaurant in a kitchen, um, on the line when I was, uh, in high school. And that's another one where you can't just be like, bye guys. Mm -hmm. Um, because if things are flying fast, you, you're an integral part of that team and you have to stay put. So, Mm. um, you hold it. Yep. Mm. The last time I was on an international flight, it was nine hours from London to Minneapolis. I held it the whole way and then I held it through customs and then I held it till I got my luggage. I don't pee on airplanes. You're amazing. You're like my dad. My dad used to, when he would take us on road trips, he'd give us a coffee can. And he would just do, he would just do crossword puzzles on the steering wheel as he drove across the country and never, ever, ever stop. If he could have had some service of a, like a pilot car just pulling up next to us and refueling so he wouldn't have to stop for that. Dump out your coffee cup. <laughs> right. We exchange our, our, our um, coffee cans for new coffee cans. <laughs> He would uh, he would have subscribed to that, but I I've had one accident uh, as an adult. Um, of course, that was that one when I was a kid where I threw my boots over the fence. But right. As an adult, this was probably eight or nine years ago. Now, 
I was done with work and I was driving home from like Olympia or something. And it was just taking a long time because it's Seattle traffic. And I had to pee when I left, but I forgot to do it. Oh, no, bad move. I got to pee, I got to pee, I got to pee. And then I, I got... I had I had a decision to make. There was an exit, like this was two exits before my apartment. Um, I could have taken that exit and gone to the Shell station and peed there, but I thought it's just two exits, and I got just beyond where I could get off on that exit, and the traffic stopped again. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so I didn't have a Kleenex box, but I th- I I almost made it. I almost made it. I got I got to my um my apartment, and I was on the second floor, and I was um, approaching the steps to my apartment. And it just happened. Oh, no. This is just pee. So, yeah, I peed all over my, my. Um, I was wearing some, some khaki cargo shorts because that's what we wore on the job most of the time. And I just uh, soaked those and my underwear uh, pretty good. Um, my neighbor wasn't around and it was like, it's a real private hallway. So I took off my pants and underwear, shoes and socks uh, right outside the door. I went inside. I... I showered up and then I went back out and I took all that stuff down to the laundry and dropped it in. It was really humiliating. Even though no one was there, I was like, dude, you almost made it. You made it this far. You could have held it for 10 more seconds and you would have been fine. Yes, I I could have gotten, I could have at least gotten into the hallway and just peed all over my neighbor's door, you know, (laughs) because imagine fumbling for your keys when, when you're in this situation, you know? It's like when the murderers are coming, you know, the pee is coming. Got a key. Get the key. Get the key in there. God damn it. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, uh, they were talking about how the bathrooms in L.A. It's hard to get a public bathroom in L.A. That is so true. I don't know if, if y'all have spent any time in L.A., but everything's locked up tight. You got to be a real customer. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Well, otherwise it becomes a homeless shelter, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, it says it says a lot about that city, actually. Yeah. You know, that they, they, they choose to take care of their homeless situation by just locking people out, you know. It's kind of, um, it sucks. It's I don't sad. like L.A. Yeah. And, and, and that's one of the things I don't like about L.A. It's just not a friendly town. It's not like, oh, dude, you got you to gotta piss? Yeah, use the, use the pisser, you know. That's, that's, where, that's where most of the country is. But L.A. is like, no, get out. Right. There's an email about Alexa and a Pierce Carey. Well, we, this is, we're getting it through Luke's mouth. But he says that Carrie is softening on Alexa. I think they, they like the music part of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if she's into the functionality of it yet. Meredith, when I was at your house, Duff was trying to use it. And you were trying to use You guys don't have Alexa. You have something else, right? Yeah, well, we've got Siri um, hooked up to some of the light bulbs. That's probably uh-huh. what he was trying to do. Okay. Um uh, so you can you can tell her to turn the living room lights on to mm-hmm. 50% or you can tell her to just turn fireplace one on or, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it works probably, I don't know, 80% of the time. Sometimes she doesn't hear you. If there's music going, it's a nightmare. Oh, she okay. just doesn't hear anything. But it's not, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't enthrall me like it seems to enthrall Luke. Um, I have no problem hitting a light switch personally. <laughs> <laughs> Your your his fingers are going to atrophy. From I know. Switching. <laughs> uh, that's all I have for Monday. Who's got Tuesday? I've got Tuesday number twenty three sixteen bandages for more. They start with telling some each other some Cairo in jokes about 
uh, ads for timeshares that would run on the station and also ads that to help you get out of timeshares. So Cairo really has the, all the customers covered. If the traffic person tries to keep those apart or if they just, <laughs> sometimes they just collide. <laughs> just one after the other. Right, right. In the, particularly the the getting, getting in followed by the getting out. Mm-hmm. That'd mm-hmm. be like a great two minutes of radio. Oh, I feel like I've really been through a, a relationship now. <laughs> and the funny part about this is that Neither of them really wanted to do the ads, but they're both kind of butthurt because nobody asked them to do the ads. Mm -hmm. As Andrew says, I don't like to go out, but I'd like to be invited. They don't, they don't get invited to do those ads for, you know, the boner pills and stuff like that. And the timeshares because they're not, they wouldn't be credible. So it's kind of like Andrew with this, uh, with this new high end boutique. It's just your audience is going, nope. 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 He wouldn't do that. This. He wouldn't take that pill. He wouldn't buy that timeshare. He wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. Luke could tell some good stories about his timeshare, though. I mean, because yeah. his mom is a timeshare success story. You don't hear too many of those. Mm-hmm. You've got to stay on top of that if you want to get your money out of timeshare. Yeah, you do. They mentioned that they had a quote-unquote talk yesterday about being more focused on the show and having fewer inside jokes. And I attribute that to uh, new Steve Nelson, Nate Toby, mm-hmm. is starting to take a more active role in the show. They did mention at the very end Probably of the show. Probably bewildered. He was yes. he listened to a show and just was bewildered. And <laughs> what I don't know what this doing? is. <laughs> yeah, they, they mentioned at the end, the very end of Monday's show that they had to go because they had a meeting with him. So mm-hmm. I... Figured, And they made a few references to that throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but they say they're going to warm up to it. I mean, mm-hmm. the idea of them stopping with inside jokes and being focused is just so ridiculous. I don't yeah, know that is. Nate knows what he's getting into. God bless him. You got to say that at your meeting, though. You got to tell him. Right. Oh, yeah. This this will be our focus in 2016. Oh, it's 17? This will be our focus in 2017. <laughs> So it is Valentine's Day, and that, of course, leads to talk about how much Andrew resents Valentine's Day. And um, I thought that I got everything that I had to say out of my system by doing a show about <laughs> Valentine's Day with Christine. An hour and 20 minutes. You'd think you could have gotten it out there. I could have covered it. But but yeah. no, he brings up, again, the story about how he skipped his very first Valentine's Day with Genevieve because she told him that she didn't want anything. Yeah, you, and then You never skipped the first one. No. No, no. No, but um, they're recording after these messages tonight, so he's just going to skip Valentine's. And I want to know, mm-hmm. he can't even get her a card? And he even has the cards right there, which he gets out of the drawer and blows the dust off. But he can't be bothered to sign his name to a GD Valentine's card for the woman oh, who's boy. been with him for 15 years. I, I don't, we don't exchange this? anything. Emily and I don't exchange anything. And we had actually had an interesting moment this year. We were We were at dinner and she looked at her phone and she said... Uh, we're not doing anything for Valentine's Day, right? And at the time I thought, uh, you know, it's it like a friend asking her out or, you know, maybe she sees sees an alert on something she wanted to buy me or something. I'm like, no, um, no, I don't think so. And so she goes, okay. And then we got home from dinner and um, flowers had been delivered. And this was like a couple of days before Valentine's Day. And she goes, uh, 
you got me flowers? <laughs> I said, no, they must be from your other boyfriend or something. <laughs> so we got inside, we opened it up, and it, the, she got some lovely flowers from a friend of hers back from her days working at the, the big three-letter company that uh, it was to congratulate Emily on finishing her uh, year of chemotherapy. Oh, and it was oh, really sweet, nice. but yeah. the timing was such that Emily was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got me some flowers. Now I got to come up with something. But l- at least she asked me before she made any rash decisions. We don't do anything for Valentine's Day either. Duff worked late that day. Um, I had to take the dog to the vet. It was a very non-romantic day at all. So he got home and I was like, hi. Oh, yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Like that <laughs> right. was the beginning and the end of it. Right. <laughs> That's fine with me. It's not for us. No. But don't skip the first one. Don't skip no, the you got to read the room. Yeah. <laughs> well, as I said on the clip show, I mean, you do, you do you for Valentine's Day, whatever you and your person have decided on. That's great. The objection sure. that I have to this is the attitude here. Uh, I mean, we all know that the flowers and the chocolate and the crap, that's just stupid, right? That's, that's the advertising industry trying to make us think that it's something. But the thing that bothers me is a guy who feels resentful that he's obligated to appreciate his woman once a year. What is that about? Uh, Come on. I don't know. And I I was talking to a a very wise friend of mine about this. We were messaging back and forth and she made a great analogy that she said it's like being a Christian and resenting Christmas or Easter because you're supposed to show too much appreciation <laughs> love the Lord for Jesus. All year. Exactly, you love <laughs> him all year long. What? Yeah. Why is it so bad to make a little extra effort? So, I don't know. You know, I've got a friend whose husband hates um, obligatory holidays, Valentine's especially. He hates them so much that he will get his wife flowers February fifteenth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just to be contrary because he hates it so much probably get a great deal yeah <laughs> he's cheap too <laughs> hate being told what to do it's such a trivial holiday i think that's that's the problem i have with there's no weight to it you know like like christmas has long traditions and and it has there's a basis not in reality but in a lot of people's reality that this is a real thing a real event right but Valentine's Day, yeah, it's just the lightweight. Well, and it's exclusionary, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a terrible day for single people, and that sucks. Yeah. Like, why can't this be a fun day for everyone? Yeah. It's also a day, I think, that ruins, like, say you, you never drink, and then you go out on St. Patrick's Day, and you have 10 green beers and throw up all over the place. Uh, what if you're a guy who's just not romantic? And uh-huh. then... Valentine's Day comes and you're going to do something stupid and clumsy like throwing up 10 green beers on St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) Well, that is the other thing that Luke seemed to feel like, not so much in this week, but, you know, my head is still all in this clip show. But um, Luke seemed to feel like he had to make sort of grand romantic gesture. And that's Mm -hmm. just not necessary at all. No. It's just some token of appreciation to say, hey, I'm glad you picked me. I'm glad you're still here. We're Unless good, you're a right? grand gesture guy, you know, we all know those guys who are really into their ladies and they, oh, they, true. they make good grand gestures or whatever, but I'm not. So what the hell am I doing trying to get a sky rider or whatever? If Duff did something like that, I would be like, all right, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, 
just appreciate your partners, people. You know, I got a lovely bouquet of flowers at work on Valentine's Day for my true love, Justin Trudeau. That was um, that was so thoughtful of him. He had a really busy week, and he carved out a little time to send you a bouquet of flowers. He can explain quantum computing. He can (laughs) master the Trump handshake. I didn't still remember anything from him. But you know what I think it was. I think I figured it out. It's because we were chatting about valentine's day um in our group chat and i said that just once before i die it would be really nice if a man sent me flowers and somebody in the chat must have contacted him to let mm-hmm. him know how much this would mean there's canadian me. surveillance they, they look <laughs> yeah, for probably of justin trudeau in american <laughs> mm-hmm. facebook accounts god they must be busy <laughs> <laughs> they're busy all with you yeah probably so to end the Valentine's Day debacle with Andrew and Luke, uh, Andrew holds firm that he is not going to even write anything in the card. Luke Luke says, what's the downside of giving Genevieve a card? And Andrew is the downside is I don't want to do it. And Luke <laughs> says, maybe That's just... not a downside. <laughs> I know, just Luke counsels practicing radical honesty, which I thought was a great idea and sounds like something out of the mouth of Lisa Weinberg, but Mm -hmm. just to write on the car and say, Hey, this feels really awkward and stupid doing this, but I appreciate you enough to set my weird feelings aside and do it. Andrew's like, no, (laughs) no, he did the, the Valentine's day version of sitting in the house on Halloween with all the (laughs) blinds drawn, the TV on mute. Um, so, uh, moving on to the top story, uh, let's talk about this light phone that Luke bought. He is, he's trying to get to that moment and he's trying to simplify his tech. So his idea to simplify his technology is to get another phone and this (laughs) phone will not text or check the weather or do Uber or anything that he might need. It's just for phone calls, and he thinks that this is going to to solve all of his problems of of not being able to be present in his life. I hope he gets this thing soon. I mean, I guess it's on back order or something. Yeah, I think so. I want him to get it soon because I I I can't wait to make fun of him throughout this whole process. <laughs> you don't have to wait. <laughs> it's just I remember it was almost a year ago now when. He was talking about getting some stupid box that you put on the table and right. everybody puts their oh, phones right. in the box. It's a shoe box. People just drop them in the shoe box. Can't look at your phone. Yep. Yeah, what if my grandmother's dying? Give me my fucking phone back. I need to I need to find out what's going on. I'm getting deported. Need another executive <laughs> order. I need to know. I need to get a little head start. Andrew says that he wants to recognize the irony of Luke trying to use technology to solve a technological problem. And I thought that was pretty funny, but I don't think that's quite right. I think it's Luke trying to use technology to solve a self-control and emotional problem. Mm -hmm. So he can keep throwing all the band-aids he wants at it, but until he addresses the root causes of this behavior, he's he's never going to come up with a workable solution. I think what's going to happen is he's just going to start making more phone calls. He's going to be more like Luke in his 20s or whatever when you didn't have that shit on your phone. So if you wanted to chat with someone, you had to call him. So I see him like out in the woods, like sitting on the hood of his car. It's just supposed to be enjoying 
nature, but he'll be on the phone with like the colonel or something. Oh, you know what he's going to do? He's going to call Carrie and have her read Twitter to him. <laughs> right. <laughs> what are they saying about me on Facebook over there? Yep. <laughs> well, we got our best, what I thought was our best feedback of the week from our buddy Jeff Richardson. That says, how fitting that Luke's second phone plan caused me to want to throw the phone. Quote, I can't predict how this thing is going to go, unquote. Seriously, every listener knows exactly how this is going to go. <laughs> well, listeners, if, you, if you're still hanging on to some old uh, brick of a phone um, and you want to upgrade, throw that old phone at Luke and then just go upgrade <laughs> to, your, to your new iPhone 7. <laughs> and he said he considered getting a beeper. That's great. (laughs) You know, that might be the best solution for him. (laughs) Yeah, but what phone is he going to call the number back from? A pay phone? Oh, those don't exist anymore. No. Beepers are still used a lot in hospitals. And Mm -hmm. I still think this is fascinating. Um, But they are more reliable. You know, hospitals tend to have... um, like underground mazes <laughs> where there's no signal. So if you're a doctor and you need to be talking to somebody who's taking care of one of your patients, you can't just have the call drop. They they work a little bit differently than than cell phones as far as like the signal. So if 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 one of the towers goes down, another tower can pick it up. Um, so there's a few different reasons that doctors still use them. But I've got a few friends who are who are physicians and they hate their pagers, but they feel like they're more reliable than mm-hmm. cell phones. Yeah, I suppose I'm so. okay with, with being able to get a hold of doctors faster. Yeah, and yeah. It's helping us get, get our doctor on the line faster. That's good. And that somebody has to keep Dennis Duffy, Beeper King of New York, in business. <laughs> <laughs> hey, random fact. The last guy I was in uh, selling with in prison, his name was Tony, and he was a beeper salesman. He owned a beeper business in New York. And I he, he I don't know what he did. I can't remember what he did to get in trouble with the feds, but um he was seeing the writing, the writing on the wall. This was about 19 1997, 98. Um it, his business was not doing as well. It's not thriving as much because people were starting to get um some cell phones. Mm-hmm. The likes of which Luke will have one soon. Right. A very early nothing <laughs> cell phone. Maybe, do you think it'll have Snake on it? At least it has to have Snake on it. You guys ever play that? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man. You could, kill, you could kill a good hour in a parking lot waiting for a meeting playing some Snake. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole point is to pay attention while you're in the line at the grocery store. Oh, you got to have Snake. At least yeah. Snake. Give He'll him find snake. some way to distract himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the gift that really kept on giving for me in terms of this story is that our very own Jeremy Holmes is beside himself (laughs) for this story. And I feel that this is the true maturing of a 10 Mm -hmm. (laughs) as far as as Jeremy's growth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But Jeremy disliking the idea almost gave it some merit in my mind. So I'm I'm willing to give it a chance because Jeremy hates it so much. Well, we'll see which one of you comes out on top for that. (laughs) (laughs) So in the other story for the day, Big Milk wants to um, win their court case to have only, quote, lacteal secretion, unquote, from cows labeled as milk. (laughs) Because delicious. As Luke points out, nobody was mistaking almond milk for actual animal milk. But apparently they're trying to protect their territory or something. Um, It turns out this has been tried before. Uh, I think that they've claimed false labeling. 
but um, mm-hmm. but nobody making almond milk is trying to trick anybody into saying they're getting no. something that they're not. Although milk is kind of a weird word for it, I will say almond water, almond juice, almond brew. Yeah, but the, yeah, they need they need it. They need that label milk pretty mm-hmm. badly because yep. of what the uses are for it. And if they had never, if if like almond milk let's just use almond milk, had come on the market and wasn't able to use milk and had to use some other, you know, people wouldn't be thinking about the things they could do with it instead of actual milk. So I see why Big Dairy's upset. That was one of my nicknames a while back. (laughs) Um, I see why they're upset, but I also, you know, it's, I don't know. Let it's not misleading. No, it's not. No. Let the baby have his bottle. I mean, they're just hurt because it probably it's hurts taking their sales away their... in a small degree. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. People trying to get their health. Yeah. The only problem I've experienced is that um, we like uh, coconut milk here. And one time I put coconut on our shopping list and Duff came home with cans of coconut milk. Nope. Different oh. thing. <laughs> Can't yeah. put that on your cereal. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> well, they say that this this is kind of similar to a lady who once sued um, General Mills or whoever because Captain Crunch did not have actual berries in it. Ca- yeah. Crunch, Crunch berries. berries. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't suing about the originals of the original cereal, but the one with Crunch berries really upset her because the, right. the Crunch berries were. Um, She's trying to I have get a little cereal fruit. story. Andrea Ballard wanted more cereal talk, right? Sure. Yes, she did. I tried a new cereal this week, which is something that, you know, as a 51 year old man, rarely happens. It's a new uh, frontier. I was in the HEB in Kyle, Texas, and there was a big display of uh, Duncan O's. Tim Duncan is on the cover, uh, <laughs> dunking a basketball. And I was hungry. So being in a grocery store, being hungry, liking Tim Duncan, uh, I decided to give it a try. And I didn't really read what was in it, but what it is exactly is um, it's a mix of uh, Honey Nut Cheerios and Cocoa Puffs. And okay. it's pretty pleasing. It's hmm. not bad. That sounds uh, pretty good. That might be in my care package to whoever <laughs> is so lucky. You might get some Dunkin'O's. You know what never gets any love but is the best kind of cereal ever is Cracklin' O'Bran. And I it used is to eat a, that dry. I used to eat that shit dry. Because all three words in the title, you're like, uh, healthy, 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 crackling oat <laughs> right. bran. But no, it's like little oatmeal cookies in a box. <laughs> I know. Yeah, God, those are delicious. good. Good call. I haven't had one of those in a long time. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't eat more than half the time. I probably didn't even have any milk. I would just fire them down. Yeah. Well, there's certain kinds of cereal that milk makes them worse, like corn pops. Corn pops, once you put the yeah. milk on, they start to get a little slimy. Right, because yeah. they're like there's an oily coating or whatever, and mm-hmm. also if the cereal's already been in my pants, you know, I <laughs> why waste some milk on it? <laughs> oh God. Um. So Luke and Andrew have to um detour into a little a little dairy talk at this point. Uh, Luke wants to talk about uh, how much milk he actually drinks, and that's basically none, but lots of cheese. I'm sure you were very happy to hear that, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, his diet ice cream, and he's looking for a low-carb breakfast cereal. Good luck with that one. Yeah. Milk. <laughs> no, there's carbs in milk. <laughs> yeah. A steak. Just cut up a <laughs> yeah, steak. exactly. Okay. There you go. Steakos. <laughs> Andrew reveals that um, besides cheese, he won't eat yogurt, and he finds Greek yogurt 
um, particularly nauseating just the smell. Um, he will. I'm have... picturing dinner time at, at Andrew and Vive's house. Like uh, Vive's, she's got the spoon out. She's making the airplane noises. You know, <laughs> he's got a bib on. He's going no. Yeah, and there's Cheerios everywhere on the floor. <laughs> But um, he says he will pour milk on his cereal, but he will not drink it. So I think that's not a squeamishness thing. I think that's just a personal preference. But He's a baby. (laughs) He's just a baby. That's what that is. When we were out of milk when we were kids, my brother would put orange juice on his cereal. Oh, no. 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 Yeah. I'd rather have water. I'd rather rather spit a bowl of saliva (laughs) and then pour the cereal in there and eat it than orange juice. All right. I took it to Groston. Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, in the email for today, it is a sort of a short form OPP. And JT, who is a lady, JT needs advice for what to write on her Valentine's Day card. Uh, Andrew's voice is to avoid Bukowski, which I think is probably sound. Mm-hmm. And Luke says, just be honest, simple, and heartfelt, like Andrew some quotes is unable from to be. The movie Platoon. Sure. Maybe Apocalypse Now, some stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. It's romantic. Absolutely. All right. Wednesday, 2317. www.this, www.that. I'm so glad that we don't say the www's anymore because oh God, it's yes. really hard to do, at least for me. My mouth is not, my, my brain is bad and also my mouth is bad. <laughs> well, it's because you're trying to say the whole letter. You got to go with the W. WWW. Yeah. Yeah. But then, I don't know. I sound like I'm doing the WB network. Slogan uh-huh. and my grandmother know. still says, but she'll say www dot. She'll just right. do two W's. <laughs> the third one is where you really, I mean, your brain is done. It's like, are we doing this again? I'm I've turning had it enough. Off. It's taking so long. <laughs> all right, we get the pet update up front. Uh, Olive has attacked Luke. Was this for the first time, or is this a regular thing? This sounds like a regular cat thing. I mean, he was just petting her, and she turned evil. That's that's a daily occurrence at my house. <laughs> True, but also I think Luke is far from a pet whisperer, at least cat-wise. Like right. He was afraid of Pagoda. Right. I met Pagoda. Dude, don't be afraid of this cat. <laughs> you know, Pagoda was like any of your cats, uh, Meredith. You know, you just treat it good. And yeah, I mean, if you, there are certain situations like with, with our cat, Edith, you can do it. You can pet her any which way and she loves it all, but don't get... Don't get down all the way to the belly because then you're going to get scratched and bit. But maybe he doesn't know this stuff. Yeah, they get overstimulated and they will they will attack you and they'll do exactly what she did, which is bunny kick with their back legs and bite your hand. (laughs) Right. So you have to learn the body language signs. They let you know that it's coming. If you know what to look for, they'll let you know. And you need to stop and leave them alone at that point. But he clearly doesn't understand that. So I, I just think some people don't have the the right energy for certain kinds of kinds of pets. He may not have the right energy for a cat. He seems to yeah. be tuned in with Rudy. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and he's nervous about cats from from childhood. So maybe yeah, he'll learn. Sure I'm lifelong. sure she can tell. Yeah, yeah, they can tell. They can always tell who's a victim. Um, Andrew annoys Luke. Uh, we find out there was no Valentine's Day love note. Twice, uh, Andrew calls the holiday Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> Which is sex day. Also. Well, that's why he's confusing them. <laughs> sex day is Valentine's Day for everyone else. Yes, that's true. 
That's true. He he missed at least um because Thanksgiving Day he believes in that, you know? Mm-hmm. I think I think uh, he's able to maintain sex day. So at least he can have sex once a year. <laughs> he's Andrew again set, flat out says Valentine's Day is stupid, which I I I agree with, but I you know, it's to each his own. It's not for me. I've said my piece. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I say. Not for me. It's harmless. Um, there's some uh, Todd Rundgren sharp shooting uh, as he was a part of the, the comeback album and not the original uh, album. So they got that straight. Top story, Han Solo, uh, Harrison Ford is just flying around and just like a an old man pulling out of a parking space at the mall, <laughs> it's like, fuck it. Avoid me. They can watch out for me. Right. That airliner below me shouldn't have been there. Yeah. Exactly. Plain should have turned simple. on a dime and got, gone away from me, like yeah. an airliner can do. He's in, um, he's in John Denver territory, right? Except he seems to be a good person, and John Denver was an asshole, so I'd hate to see <laughs> him die in a plane crash. Um, is, there, is there no recertification? Like, it, if, you, if you turn 70, shouldn't we... Have a look at your flying skills again. We should talk to Will about this. Yes. Yeah. He, he, they have to do simulators and stuff all the time. Yeah. So they get observed and stuff. And he's still a young man, but there have there have to be stories about, you know, someone kind of losing it. As someone who flies semi-regularly, I hope they have to get checked now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The new boss, Nate, sounds like Dory Monson. <laughs> How's um, that? <laughs> it I don't know. This is just my notes. <laughs> and I've got another note coming up that I don't remember anything about. So you guys are gonna have to help me out with that. But um they were talking about um Cairo being kind of a unicorn of talk stations and that mm-hmm. there there is somewhat of a mix politically. You know, it's not I mean it's mostly right, but it's not crazy right and it's not crazy local right wing giving way to the middle of the day, right. syndicated Alex Jones or Rush Limbaugh. It's an interesting station. And I think that's the reason it's making it. It's just interesting. Mm-hmm. You can disagree. I I used to listen to some Dory Monson, and it was, I I liked his shtick. What are they, paper in the walls with $100 bills at the governor's mansion? This is, <laughs> this is insane, you know. All right, dude. You don't have to talk about how much money the governor's spending on their brunch every week but i just think you y'all probably have not experienced cairo as i have experienced it as a lifelong seattle guy and i just i agree i they're keeping it interesting and i hope they keep bringing luke and andrew back for stuff because they add a different voice than anybody that's on there yeah we know how golfman feels about it <laughs> golf man it gives golf man you know you, you need to fire up golf man he can't be out on the course all day he's gotta he's gotta be at home sometime firing off angry letters mm-hmm. but uh here's the here's the note that i don't remember anything about luke's fight story um Any, that's flight flight story okay well that then again i'm lost even more because he tells a <laughs> flight story every fucking day what did he do now wasn't it? Tell no, me about it my day, about, ladies. <laughs> it was about 
when he was was this in L.A. and it was some program that uh, taught kids to fly, and so he had some eleven year old take him up yes. and fly him around. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this was this an act, the actual story he did for like This American Life or somebody or yeah. one of those programs. I remember that now. That was really cute. Mm-hmm. It was really sweet. It's nice that they do that. I think there, there's one of those in Seattle too, one of those academies where they bring up kids to to be pilots, and you know, hopefully they won't be degenerates like Will. But uh, <laughs> there's always a chance. Teach them the skills. You know, they 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 might turn out to be a big jerk in life like Will, but. At least if they'll have a skill that they can go make some money with. <laughs> Luke wants flying lessons. This is a big this is a big one. <laughs> People are talking about this. Yeah. Uh, Luke... Would you you fly with him? <laughs> My notes just says Luke wants flying lessons, period. No. <laughs> no. Is there a rolled up newspaper nope. there? Whap him <laughs> on the nose. Bad Luke. Squirt gun. He, he can't follow a rule. You know? Oh, right. Yeah. That is integral to flying a plane, mm-hmm. <laughs> working together with other people and making sure everyone is doing what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would find the, the little inroad and just be like, I can just I can just land here. Look, there's no one on the runway right now. Let's just it, do it. Impatience is not a trait you want in your your small, uh, no. <laughs> your small engine pilot. Uh, I'm late. I'm, I'll just land here. I'll just, yeah. I'll just leave it here. <laughs> Can we can we valet this sucker? I'll leave the keys in so they can move it if they want <laughs> right. to. You just move it to another airport, but I need this one. <laughs> this is crazy. I hope this happens. <laughs> I really oh, I don't boy. want him to die, but but holy cow, this is going to be fun if he does if he pursues this. <laughs> I cannot wait for the inevitable TBTL being hosted from 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 the flight right. with driving around in a storm yes andrew just about passed out in the passenger seat of some like twin prop plane mm-hmm. <laughs> oh this is going to be some great future recapping i'm sure yes uh top story two uh colbert is finding a groove and i, I watched uh, i watched all the stuff after that insane trump press conference yes uh-huh. the next day was so fun i spent an hour watching all the late night guys and colbert was the best even though he was on he had to record faster than the others because i guess they record earlier in the afternoon but the material is so good i mean you don't right. have to do much clowning you right. know I, d- I didn't think it could get better comedy than george w bush but this is <laughs> leaps and bounds better <laughs> yeah i mean God bless the the comedians. I mean, that's that's how we're. I mean, that's how we speak out. That's that's yeah our protest because I you know, I I can't go stand in a picket line. I can barely stand as it is, but I can watch these guys, <laughs> right, and laugh. That's and Trump has demonstrated that it's the mockery that really hurts. Yes, mm-hmm. it consumes him. It's so well, and great. the fact that SNL has women playing them just just gives me so much happiness. <laughs> Because they're just trolling him because mm-hmm. he hates it so much. If he would just shut the hell up about it, it would probably slow down or go away. If he could just get a meeting with the women, can one of you guys set that up? Oh, yeah. I know sure. all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. That press conference. Um, Yeah. I, Colbert, when he's on his game, I don't think anyone touches him. No. And, and yeah. this is one yeah. of the things that I was annoyed with Luke about where when Colbert got the late show, Luke watched the first 20 minutes of the first show and then was like, eh, 
is not that good. <laughs> well, come on. That's Give not how you judge time. a new show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Fallon, I saw his thing. He he played Trump. He did a Trump, you know, impression uh-huh. of the press conference. And it, you know, it made it made a lot of the same points and landed in a lot of the same areas. But you don't have to do that with this guy. You just have to lay it out, let him talk, mm-hmm. play the clip, and then just everyone can look at each other. It's like He does all the work for you. Right. Did he really fucking say that in public to people? Oh, my God. This guy's the biggest moron I've ever seen. Isn't uh, it a totally stupid statement to say that Jimmy Fallon isn't serious as a comedian? Yeah. No, it's like it's... I, I can't take anything he says seriously. No. He had Trump on. Yeah, he um, made nice with Trump. Yeah, yeah that nice. hair rubbing was the picture in every article about this. Yeah. Yeah, well, our notes say, in order, Mike, Fallon is trivial. Anne, Fallon is a lightweight sycophant. <laughs> Meredith, Fallon is a weenie. <laughs> <laughs> you cut, I think you cut to the, to the point. Very well <laughs> and I don't even dislike his show. I have enjoyed watching no. some of the yeah, games Yeah, he's talented he's and funny. With with the celebrities, it's fun, but mm-hmm. but he was the last one that I wanted to check, you know, right. that next day. Yep. There's nothing that he says that informs my ideas or my opinion or my daily life, and I no. think good comedy should do that. Yeah, I I went uh, I went Colbert, and then uh, who's the one who used to be the SNL writer head writer? Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. doing really well. And a couple more guys, and then I got back. I got down to Fallon, and it was funny. But you don't have to. You don't have to do that impression. It's not necessary. Play the clip. Let's just let Leslie Jones do it, please. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, this week, yeah. Oh, she's. Did did they have a live show last night? No, Fuck. it was the post-election one. Man, that they this, re-ran. This was the week. This was the week. Yeah. Well, they'll have something great next week. Uh, The space poop story returns. Ugh. Um, I don't know why. Because somebody won the challenge. Oh, it was like $30,000. It was 15. So listener Connie put an article, a Business Insider article up on the Stens page. If you want to go check that out, it has all the gory details (laughs) about how this device works. Um, And it's fascinating. It's like laparoscopic surgery, but for poop. Um, And and it could be actually, they point out in the article that it could be used for surgery. Like if you had to have an appendectomy in space. They what, could do it with it this just thing. Reaches in and grabs your turd and pulls it out. <laughs> sort of, <laughs> sort of, and it has like a never-ending retractable wet wipe. Hmm, that's interesting. Yep, clog up the space sewers. <laughs> I saw the article, but I just I didn't want to go there. I'm glad oh, Connie put it up, but I was like, I, I don't need to read that. I poured over it. It was fascinating. We have a uh, Cullen has a this, one of these giant grabbers, and that's what I'm picturing she jam that up your ass and <laughs> kind of yeah clamp, clamp down on the turd and yank it out yep that's fantastic mm-hmm. <laughs> um an email about office food from uh, a lady named jenna and oh, uh, jenna. they talked about cabbage and yeah come on cabbage is yeah. cabbage is sneakily smelly you know what i mean well it's like all the cruciferous vegetables broccoli uh cabbage brussels sprouts mm-hmm. they all have that weird smell if you steam them or heat them up in a microwave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coleslaw, you know, that's fine. 
<laughs> sure, mm-hmm. but that's cold. Yeah. <laughs> let's not let's not heat up anything that offends anyone. Yeah, you know. cabbage soup is delicious. I'm not anti cabbage soup, but it is going to piss off the the office mates. And if Anne can go ten hours on a retail shift and nine hours on an international <laughs> flight without peeing, I think you can go. I don't know, three or four hours without eating some fucking fish and cabbage in the microwave. Sure. <laughs> That's one man's opinion. I I just, I don't understand why anybody, I mean, let's set the cabbage aside, but fish, how can anybody bring fish leftovers to the no. office? Anybody who has ever gone on the internet should know that that's not cool. Yeah. And yet people are like, what? I just have some fish here. You know, I've, I, I've worked in hospitals most of my adult life, and they have actual bans on microwave popcorn on patient floors mm-hmm. because it makes people sick. Mm. You know, if people are nauseous already, if they're doing oh, that, yeah, that, that butter smell will that will, or if it burns, uh-huh. they, you're just not even allowed to do it in the hospital. If you're, you know, one of the staff members, sorry, no microwave popcorn for you. Here's the thing about that uh, artificial butter. If I'm hungry, it smells like the greatest thing in the world and I want it all. <laughs> If yes. I'm not, it smells disgusting. Get it away from me. And there are a lot of people in the hospital that aren't feeling well. Yeah, it also causes popcorn lung, um, which <laughs> oh is an, a real disease. Oh, my God, that's great. And it's caused by a chemical that is in both fake popcorn butter and uh, vape juice. And so it's been getting a lot more attention lately because huh. of vaping. Um, but it's it'll actually decrease your lung function so much that you can be disabled. I have a friend who Damn. worked in a popcorn factory wow. and is at 46% lung capacity because of that chemical. Man. I know. Uh, I feel like I feel like um, that's that disease needs a more a, a name with more gravitas, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's a, it's a serious disease with a silly name. It's like when football players have turf toe. Um, people are like, oh, he's got turf toe. He can't play football. Yeah. You ever had fucking turf toe? You ain't playing football. Yeah. It's not funny. I told Duff about it and he was like, ah, that's great. Popcorn lung. And I was like, no, no, it's awful. (laughs) Let me tell you more about it. And he's like, oh God, what an awful name. It it should be called Redenbacher's disease or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Orville lung. Act two. Right. Uh, one okay. One thing le- left on on Wednesday is that we talk about what meatloaf won't do for love. <laughs> so I can't let that of go by. Meatloaf talk. Uh, me too. But <laughs> what do you he's, think it he's is? put this mystery to rest apparently. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't make any damn sense. He won't forget about the way you feel. Won't forget. That's very anticlimactic to this whole non debate. That's, that's kind of weirdly circular bullshit. So. Yeah. That's just meatloaf making something up to answer the question. It seems like a stretch, doesn't it? Yeah. I I would think my first guess would be murder. Yeah, that's kind of what I always thought, too. Because that's, I mean, I go to what, what, where's my line? You know, what if Emily said, "Uh, you know, those neighbors that are always smoking (laughs) when I go to let the dogs out, could you kill them? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I might want to, but I'm not going to do it. There's a, a a person who lives around the block from us who uh, modified their truck's horn to sound like a semi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty close to asking Duff to kill that guy. <laughs> You'll find out where Duff is on the meatloaf scale. Yeah, I don't know what his limit is, but I think we'll find out soon. Right. <laughs> if he keeps doing that at seven in the morning. Yeah, yeah. The earlier it gets, if it's in the fives, then I would say Duff should probably kill him. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. There's a time limit. That's it for Wednesday. Thursday, 2318, the low stanking fruit. 
We start out with more travel talk because Luke has been vexed by weather in California. He's supposed to be hosting Livewire, but he's having plane trouble. Um, he couldn't even get an Amtrak or a bus. So he's at Andrew's house recording the show, and he is prepared to drive to Portland as a last-ditch resort. And my note says, poor Luke. I have a, I have a great <laughs> idea for him. I, too, worked a lot in Portland and had to be there at certain times, certain certain days. And I, I only lived in Seattle, so it wasn't as much of a hassle. But whenever I was worried about whether I was going to be able to get there or be on time, I would just drive down early and get a hotel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just put your mind at ease, dude. Just if you're worried at all, if you're up at one in the morning, say, how am I getting there? Get in your car and drive to Portland. You'll make good time. There's nobody on the road. There's no point in cutting this close when it's something as important as the season yes. opener of the show that you are the sole yes. host of. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That, I mean, I would have been a wreck. Oh, me too. And I would have just gotten in the car. Yeah. Like, no well, question. I'm, I'm going to drive right to the theater and I may be there three hours before everyone. But so what? It's better <laughs> so, than being not there. I'll lie down on the couch in the back and catch up with some Z's. But sure. I'm, now I'm there. Yeah. You the, and how, you can relax. How, how much time is he going to waste going to the airport and oh, trying God. to worm his way onto a flight and then getting turned down and then having to I drive know. anyway. He's addicted to, I think, flying to mm -hmm. Portland. Like, he doesn't yeah. want to do that drive anymore, ever. He's got to get those miles. It's, Stay it's, in the, it's in the VIP once you, club. Once mm -hmm. you probably tasted that, you know, it knocks an hour or two off your trip. You're like, mm -hmm. oh, this is sweet. I got to keep doing this. Well, not at the detriment to your career. Right. Just drive to Portland one time. <laughs> and if your car breaks down, order another car. Get, order a lift and get in and go the yeah. rest of the way to Portland. Get a rental and just get there. This is your career in life, sir. Um, they talk about getting a P.O. box a little bit. They should stop um, talking about it and do it. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like it should be more of an announcement than a, than a discussion discussion and and this should be andrew's job 100 because yeah. mm -hmm. this is right up his alley um it, we know the bill would be paid uh mm -hmm. even though this would be a totally legitimate expense for apm to cover somebody would have to have i guess maybe a working credit card and then have it reimbursed and we know that's not luke so andrew should be in charge of that in my opinion uh we get an email from somebody who actually likes todd rundgren we get a little more todd rundgren defense i think on friday so nobody not everybody hates him I no guess. he's pretty good yeah, that's a pretty stupid song that's been used in a lot of stupid commercials. And for as as um, Stubot pointed out, it's the Green Bay Packers touchdown celebration song, which makes <laughs> makes his penis go all the way back inside his body. Right. Hates it so much. Is that where his his balls went? <laughs> I think his balls are already there. Yeah. And then when you play bang the drum all day, his dick goes in there too. The rest of it crawls inside. Doesn't want yeah. it. Doesn't want to be any part of it. Okay. Uh, top story for the day is the cat wine cat fight. Uh, missed opportunity for calling it that, <laughs> I think. Um, we talk about how dumb Apollo Peak is for a name of a cat wine company, but I think that Burgundy and Pinot Meow are great names mm -hmm. for wine. And this isn't wine. This is just catnip in water mm, flavored or colored with beet juice um, and or oil. Are animals our drinking buddies is the question that we have to discuss here. Uh, no, no, not at all. If we start giving animals cocktails all the time, we're going to have to like build twice as many cat boxes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I, you know, the, the article talks that, that, that references this talks about our, how our relationship with animals has gone from like a, them being a useful companion to us by, you know, protecting us or, or killing mice in our barns to being our drinking buddies. And because our lives are more virtual, so we have to strengthen our relationships with our pets. Mm. I don't know about that. I, I don't understand this at all. I, I, I guess this is what sets catless me apart from you guys but and and i know that you love your animals and they're wonderful companions in your life but they're not people no yeah i mean i do love my animals but they're not a substitute for friends luke talks then about uh rudy being in the car and sticking her head out the window and how adorable it is when she can smiles at people he wants to put a gopro to check people's reactions but then he also talks about how angry he is when people don't react <laughs> it- <laughs> It's kind of, I see his point. Like, what kind of a monster are you if you don't smile at a dog yeah. smiling at you out the window? Well, what kind exactly. of day you see how cute my dog have? is? <laughs> <laughs> but so, so I had a few thoughts. Some people are afraid of dogs. Mm, like, genuine, genuinely afraid. Sometimes maybe they've been bit or mm-hmm. they are unpredictable and they just don't like them. Um, and also, I have to say that it's dangerous to let a dog just roam around in a car. Yeah. yeah. I, I do it. Uh, I have done it with Molly. Um, she's big and her crate doesn't fit in my car, but Eddie's in a crate in, because if I opened a window, Eddie would jump out of the car Yeah, for sure. And if there was an accident, he would just turn into a little furry projectile and, uh, you know, could cause some real damage and be hurt. Um, so it's cute and adorable and it's fun for them, but it's really unsafe. Yeah. Um, and the the forerunner, that's a lot of space in there for a pet to ricochet around. Right. And I just, I mean, it's fun and cute, but I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth the risk. I love it when the dogs stick their heads out the window. Um, we, we pulled up on this really uh, cute bitch the other day that well, she was like... <laughs> tethered inside the car but she could still get her head out for you oh know, yeah for show that's a good that's a good combo yeah it was pretty cool <clears throat> ginger um she just lays down and goes to sleep in mm-hmm. the car and abby would love to look out the window but sadly her legs are only about two inches long so. <laughs> she can't reach <laughs> yeah so they're pretty safe they just they just chill they just stay down mm-hmm. yeah well, the you know, another thing, and since I've been taking all these dog classes with Eddie, I've learned that um, if you show your teeth to a dog, <laughs> they can take that as a threat. You don't know that dog. It might get pissed off at that gesture. Mm-hmm. Make, maybe keep your mouth closed when you smile. Just give them a, give them a thumbs up or Good something. <laughs> uh, next up is Monopoly talk. For about three seconds, we learned that the thimble got voted out and that topic fizzled out. Nobody cares. I care. You do. They got rid of the iron. When they came for my iron, I said nothing. <laughs> now they've come for my thimble. And I just think America's lost its work ethic. We're we're putting like fun pieces in and we're taking all the work stuff out of it. What's next? A Nintendo Power Glove? <laughs> Your real objection, Mike, is that they're taking away all the implements of ladies' work. I mean, the things that kept the ladies safely tethered to the house, the domestic yeah. implements. Big old flat iron and... And a nice thimble. I always chose the thimble, by the way. So that's a good piece. What that says about you. That's got to be a BuzzFeed thing, right? What's your choice of Monopoly piece? Oh, I'm sure. You? Yeah. I'm an oppressor. No one's going to ever get rid of that Scotty dog, I don't think. Oh, the dog, yeah. Because you could tilt him back like he's pooping. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so if like what? you went to jail, you're just like, I'm going to poop on the floor <laughs> in here. 
fuck this. You know he would. <laughs> this is just obviously a, pu- a publicity stunt to get us talking about Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, this, happened. this seems to come up every few years. They just want to create some controversy. So we all go, oh, yeah, that's a thing. Well, it's something that everybody knows. You know, yeah. everybody has this reference point. So they, they know that, that people are going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Brand awareness. That's all they want. Yeah. Uh, the emails for today are all dreams. Um, so tune out if you don't want to hear again about okay. stupid dreams. Talk to me again. Bye, Mike. <laughs> One is that Luke and Andrew were working at Starbucks and they randomly start shouting out ads for eggs. Another is that uh, there's a senior guitar band singing Hoobastank. And someone else is anxiety hosting TBTL outside of a Fred Meyer with broken equipment and or on a water slide, which sounds like TBTL, mm-hmm. uh-huh. right? Uh, and they had to sing Catch My Disease because the audio wouldn't play. That's all I have for Thursday. Someday, someday I'm going to get to tell my dream catcher on the show. It'll be the last LRP I'm ever on. Oh, boy. <laughs> Mike, you can come back now. We're done. Hello? Okay. <laughs> Let's go to Friday. 2319, I jazzied that, Jeff. Uh, Luke is delayed in Portland because of this weather in Southern California. Since his flight got pushed back three hours, they thought, eh. Let's just do a TBTL. He is critical of the Alaska Airlines hold music because he says it only lasts 20 seconds and then just plays over and over and over. I want to know why was Luke calling the customer service line? His flight was just delayed, not canceled. They would have sent him a text or an email, right? Saying, by the way, your flight is going to be at this time now. Why on earth does he have to call customer service? Upgrade his seats. Yeah, Um, probably to make sure he's going to get in first class. Yeah. Since you delayed my flight, give me something. (laughs) <laughs> um, they segue pretty quickly into live wire talk as as we mentioned first live wire of the season and um this musician thundercat was on and luke tells that he sang his michael mcdonald impression for the legit musician thundercat oh boy i was a little i was a little cringy on that one mm-hmm. um should you be embarrassed about anything you say to a guy named thundercat though i mean <laughs> I, maybe not I don't know. He's your therapist is never named Thundercat. You know that <laughs> you can say anything to, to Thundercat. He's not going to judge you because he's named himself fucking Thundercat. Hey, I have an appointment with Dr. Thundercat at <laughs> <Right>. one. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> but then can you talk about the Thundercats and the Silverhawks cartoon and try and figure out which of them were black? that appropriate to talk about no. with thundercats i'm <laughs> lucky here i've ne- I'd never seen any thundercats so i can't i can't do any racist speculation here <laughs> i i can't either i must have missed that mm-hmm. i must have been in europe watching cartoons from the 70s <laughs> at that time <laughs> um so yes andrew didn't watch the thundercats theme either so we are spared a back and forth on thundercats and then we're done with live wire talk, thankfully. Uh, the big story here is that Luke got Andrew a gift. And Andrew wants to quiz himself, more or less. He wants to play 20 questions that he is super excited about and also really terrible at. That's that's him with quizzes. <laughs> he's always super excited for the quiz, and he's always yep. really terrible at executing it. He uh-huh. did at least 20 questions and didn't get anywhere near <laughs> no. I know. what it was. He wasted at least seven to nine questions on yeah. some bullshit. Is it, is it green? You know, so what are you doing? <laughs> no, he wasted seven to nine questions being absolutely certain it was a hot dog magnet. Right. right. <laughs> he kept going after the hot dog magnet long after that ship had sailed. 
but it turns out to be some sort of wood cutting. I was, I don't think that Luke described this very well, but some sort of wood cutting of a figurine of Charles Bukowski on, was it his face on Charlie Brown's body? Yeah. And (laughs) Andrew loves it. Of course (laughs) he does. Did we ever get a picture of it? I don't think so. I, I think they know. didn't they I'll say they were going to make it the they were going to make it the show picture but then they did something else entirely. I'll make sure Andrew posts it on the on the stands. <laughs> yeah. They they make some joke about how Andrew is Luke's secret shame sort of the podcaster that um he keeps hidden away and Luke compares <laughs> Andrew's to sloth from the Goonies. Oh. You could have gone with like a uh, mistress or side piece or something. You didn't have to go, you know, with Sloth from the Goonies, you know. That's just mean, man. Yeah. <laughs> Although Sloth turned out to be very lovable in the end. Sure. If we're just going by the physical picture, that is not a compliment. Not, um, not nice. Th- there is some more um, meatloaf talk because, quote, there is meatloaf in the air in the last couple of weeks, apparently. And... Luke and Andrew say it's all because of them, and they spend a little bit of time throwing shade at Chris Christie, who said that Trump made him order the meatloaf somewhere. I did not read anything about the story because I don't want to know anything about Trump or Chris Christie. <laughs> Meredith, <laughs> Meredith, did you read that story? Because I didn't either. No, I did not. How, how I imagine it going down is, is Trump really like the meatloaf, and he was just like, you know, when you really like something, you insist that somebody else try it or something? I think it was a power move. With sure like, a hand, like the handshake where he pulls yeah. your arm out of its socket. Right. <laughs> yeah, ordering for somebody uh, without their consent, Yep, I think, is a power move. Um, they do a little fat shaming by talking about the time that Chris Christie wore the oh. baseball uniform for oh whatever God, charity was... game. And they said he looked like Humpty Dumpty. Yikes. You can't unsee that. I, I wish I had never seen that. And then the real revelation is that... Andrew says he kind of likes Chris Crispy Christie, that he finds him likable. Mm-hmm. In what way is Chris Ugh. Christie likable? I don't know. I mean, if you had, if I had to hang out with uh, one of these assholes, it might be Chris Christie. <laughs> um, would you hang out with Huckabee or would you hang out with Christie? Ugh. No, oh, I'd hang boy. out with Huckabee's large adult sons. <laughs> as long as they, they promise to wear those shirts. Yep. Ride little motorcycles. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, if that was part of the package, I would take Huckabee. But otherwise, I mean, just to have a, a beer, uh, I'm I'm picking Chris Christie. I suppose the the whole point is that he can convincingly portray sort of a normal person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. a normal person who is a total asshole and right. a, a petty power monger. But we just mm-hmm. got to get through 25 minutes at the airport bar, so you know I'm all right with him. You could talk um, sports with him. Yeah, say hey, hey, how about those baseball pants, huh? <laughs> cool uniform a uh, top story for the day is the assassination of kim jong nam 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 who knows the half-brother of uh, kim jong-un at some airport in malaysia and there have been some conflicting stories the first one was that he was killed by poisoned needles just mm. pinpricks by passersby and then it turns out that the latest story is that he was sprayed by some chemical by a couple of ladies one of whom was wearing an lol shirt and that's what luke <laughs> finds to be that's not the last thing you want to see point. Someone just, huh. <laughs> luke said that he wouldn't choose an lol shirt if he was planning to assassinate someone but he he thinks it's a good misdirection tactic mm-hmm, sure and then he utters the quote damn that's a stone cold honky unquote <laughs> 
thought, really? Okay. Um, I think it's fine as long as you ditch the shirt afterwards because everyone would be looking for an oh. LOL shirt and you'd be walking sure. away in a, a black t-shirt or something. Uh, he There's thought, been an update to this story since. Um, has there? Yeah. It wasn't the pinprick. Uh, the lady actually did have poison, but she missed. She didn't quite get him, but the popcorn lung got him eventually. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That'll do it. And he, he had turf toe, so he couldn't get, you know, he couldn't... <laughs> Separate that's from a, the popcorn. That's a long con, but it'll it's effective. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they did say that he's an international playboy, so he probably spent a lot of time in the popcorn factory. Who knows how much popcorn this guy's eaten? He's a party guy. <laughs> well, Luke thought that this LOL lady was like a Jason Bourne style assassin. <laughs> but it, it turns out that she and the other woman were somehow tricked into spraying the poison as part of a prank TV show. They were told that they were on Malaysian punked or whatever. Mm-hmm. And as, uh, uh, I guess they spent enough time taking them around and really having them spray water on real people so that it seemed like a believable <laughs> setup. And, and let's face it. Most of Asian TV is fucking insane. You know, they're, they're running around doing insane things. So this yeah. would not be out of the realm for one of those shows. no, I guess the question that I had from this is, why is this all necessary? Kim Jong-un can just have them arrested and executed as a traitor for whatever reason. Why this whole thing with the prank show and the spray and the poison and the whatever? It's a cool story, bro. It's just that he's (laughs) bored of killing people the normal way? Yeah, he's a coward. Probably. He's doing this to entertain himself. If he comes out at his next next military, like... um, whatever show of force that they do parade in an LOL shirt, we'll know that's for, <laughs> for fucking real. Uh, so at this point in the conversation, Luke gets a phone call from the front desk of the Hotel Deluxe asking if he wants a late checkout. He was very worried about housekeeping, but mm-hmm. this was a step before that. And he says, this is how a hotel treats a VIP customer in a way that's joking, but not joking. He was not joking. The, the man has been flagged. So they're calling him now say, oh, uh, you're that guy who doesn't get out of his room till 3.30, right? You know, we just want to make sure we know this and we'll just Let's just make it you. official. Yeah. 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 Right. Let's right. stop playing this game. Every time you're here, you don't need to request. Just stay till 3.30 and then get out of here. It's a note in his file at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says that he found out they refer to him as burbs behind his back, <laughs> which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, at this point, Andrew wants to take a detour somehow, just completely randomly, about talking about cozies, as in cozy mysteries, and Agatha Christie, and murder she wrote. I have no idea where this comes from and why mm. he really wanted to talk to it. No. That's a about thing, it. though? They're actually called cozies, these? I've never I heard it that. Up. It's in Wikipedia. It's there. So well, it I, must be true. I know. I guess it's a real thing. My I, mom read all those Agatha Christie books, and, and she never once said that they were cozies or whatever. Uh-uh. No, I never heard of that before. But this leads them talking to talking about murder mystery dinners, and Luke wants to know if Andrew would take part in a, in a murder mystery dinner, because he thinks that he would. He thinks it sounds kind of fun. And Andrew says, no, probably not, but it's it's a less hard no than it would have been a couple of years ago. So like well, he he's would got, think about he's it. He's got two problems. He has the shyness thing 
And then also, uh-huh. what if they serve something creamy or cheesy <laughs> or delicious, and he won't eat it? And he's sitting there in his high chair at the murder dinner, <laughs> and no one's giving him what he wants. You know, he's yelling, I want chips, chips, chips. Where's the Coke? I want a Coke. And he, he, they're trying to give him healthy stuff or delicious stuff, and he's like, no, no. Everyone's stepping on Legos and Cheerios all over the place. He eats the casserole, and then he plays the dead body. Just sort of works. Ah, I like that. He would be a good dead body. Put the put some X's over his eyes after he <laughs> hits the floor after one bite of delicious casserole. <laughs> you know we. You know I trick. Uh, I I try to trick Cullen into eating casserole because he loves lasagna, and so every time I make it, when he comes home, I make lasagna, and I, say, I got the Italian casserole here. <laughs> so I'm trying to backwards back him into other casseroles by calling the lasagna casserole it is a casserole i know it is it It totally is he can't dispute me Mm -hmm. well the whole reason i think that luke brought this up was that he wanted to tell the story of when he was 14 and went to a murder mystery dinner Mm -hmm. um and and hated every second of it a downton abbey era murder mystery dinner that he, he hated um Really, the only part that he enjoyed was staying overnight in the basement where his friend's sister's bra was hanging up. <laughs> That's a thing, wow. guys. That is a thing. When you're a certain age, man, just a, <laughs> anything hanging over a shower rod, you know, like, oh, hmm. That's been near a lady. But you're surrounded all day by bras that are actually touching boobs? Yeah, but you take your shirt off and I'll get excited about it, but... I'm so glad I was never a teenage boy. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds horrible. Yeah, uh, uh, you're triggering me. Move on. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I have done a murder mystery dinner many many years ago when I was in high school, and I was in a play of an Agatha Christie novel, Ten Little Indians, and it was it was a lot of fun. And then afterwards, we wanted to hang out some more, so we did a, a murder mystery thing, and I was the 1940s young cub reporter called Scoop. It was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie. But we were all theater nerds anyway. We were taken on a class trip to one for some reason one time in middle school. And uh, we were just audience members. There was no, none, we weren't participating. But the whole time I remember thinking, how, how, why is murder so entertaining? Murder's not fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it is when it's cozy. You know, I guess. <laughs> I guess when it's bloodless and yeah. surrounded by entertainment. Yeah. Nobody's running anyone through with a sword. No. Right. No, we can all, we can examine the idea of murder without actually having to experience it. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Um, finally, for the day, uh, Columbia University sent two hundred and seventy six incorrect acceptance letters to people that they had to rescind about seventy five mm-hmm. minutes later and say, "Whoops, not you." That's a tough one. Such a such a great ah, school. You know, it's not like if Wazoo sent two hundred and seventy five acceptance letters, you know, <laughs> to the dregs around Washington State, you know. Um, Columbia is a real school. I I didn't have this the same sort of desperation and for and goal of getting into um, a really important school like that. So I guess mm-hmm. I don't. But I, I can understand that that would that would be a really big deal to some people. Yeah, it's and probably the number is... one school for a lot of those kids. Yeah. So, by a long shot. And, and Luke says, ah, why don't you just let them in? It was your mistake. Honor it. And, and Andrew says, but logistics. It's not a big college. No. It's not that big. I, I didn't even look at enrollment numbers. What if it was even like 
a thousand people per class, you're just going to add another 25% plus <laughs> onto that. Yeah. And uh, then Luke says, what are you, the dean of no fun university? And Andrew really, really likes being called the dean of no fun university. That is so accurate. The, the logo is a guy sitting in the dark with some Halloween candy in his lap. <laughs> <laughs> a pile of dusty Valentine's Day yeah, cards right. sitting next to him on the floor. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's the crest. And they talk a little bit about their own sort of pathways through college and um, from high school to college, I should say, and, and how they were both pretty indifferent about the I- idea of college. And, and Andrew had a, a pretty low GPA, which is surprising to Luke. And Luke had a pretty low GPA, which is surprising to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and they they talk about, are you better off going to a really hard high school like Andrew did, and then you'll be more prepared for college? But Andrew says that he was just more invested in high school and making friends because he was finally, for the first time in his life, actually making friends and so mm-hmm. he didn't care about schoolwork very much and then they get back into the idea of andrew's friend henry who was the one who made made out with two girls on andrew's bed while andrew went up and watched mtv well, i'm glad we finally got a last name for this guy because before i was always picturing that big dog making out with yes. these ladies. <laughs> a lot of henry's in his yeah. life back in the day Henry Kahoot, is that right? I think that's what he said. And and guys, if you have a giant stuffed dog uh, and you're going to have a lady over, maybe move it to another room. Maybe. Yeah. Put the dog in the closet. That's not a good look. <laughs> right. And so back to the uh, Columbia thing, it turns out that these false positives are, are fairly common in academia. And mm. that's a sad thing. I don't know about the people that work in admissions offices, but they got a lot of paperwork going through there so i could see that that would happen that's too bad uh, music for your weekend uh luke brings thundercat friend zone thundercat is no surprise to any of us if you're gonna bring thundercat onto the show have him sing thundercat thundercats i mean that's an yeah. obvious first choice yeah <laughs> i don't think he actually sang the thundercats theme song i think he just took his name oh, on the show that's disappointing i would buy tickets to the show i was like hey this guy's gonna sing some thundercats and then he's up on stage just wailing about some girl who dumped him i'm like what the fuck is this <laughs> i did like the song though i thought it was good uh andrew brings hope sandoval and the warm inventions let me get there and then listener wade wants todd rundgren just one victory but he's overridden by luke who listened to it and decides that he's not into that so he picks hello it's me instead <laughs> that's half a victory for wade the listener <laughs> I guess. And there's some uh, tail end stuff on this episode where Andrew tells us that he's going to be joining the Eagles this weekend under the sponsorship of Camaro, Kev, and Anita. And Luke says happy birthday to Addie and reminds us all that she is now six years older than he was when she was born. Mm. And she is a grown-up lady and does news updates on uh, the radio show uh, at Western Washington. And she's really great. And the oh, the final thing is they make a spoof about how they're going to play bang on the drum for for any music for your weekend or any song that they're going to play, play on the show from now on. They're going to talk about why they chose the music for the weekend and what it means, and then they're going to play bang on the drum. We could use it as the new cat roll. We could definitely, because it really goes Ugh. right into it, you know? Uh-huh. I mean, this is essentially a Rick roll, right? Yeah. But it's yeah. it's a, a 
uh, rund roll or something <laughs> instead. Uh, if you made it, it would probably be delicious, whatever that rund roll was. <laughs> All right. Housekeeping. Hello. <laughs> Archive project. Contest. You need late checkout. <laughs> you are late checkout always, burps. Um, the, the contest, we have selected one winner already. The, each episode that you archive earns a ticket to the LRB raffle, and that winner is will be getting their package soon, I'm sure, and then we will be picking our March winner in March. So keep archiving and getting your entries in. Uh, Earbuds and Earworms just came out this morning, uh, this being Sunday morning, so it's there for you on Monday. Cover songs, which is an interesting topic. That, that I envy that show in the amount of topics that they can i mean i hate music but <laughs> right. they certainly have a lot more topics they always have good ideas for topics yeah, yeah 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 uh nerd out loud um the latest one still up there is jesse dollamore talking about the first month of the trump regime uh as always use our amazon link i've used it and if i can figure it out um everybody can <laughs> just click the button it's right there on our on our page it's www dot www dot That's all I got. Maybe we'll just we'll just put together a, a little a how to like that uh, grandma showing you how to listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not how any of this works. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to get involved with the show, you can visit our website at littleredbandwagon.com. You can um, hit us up on Facebook. It's either on our page or the Stens page. We're always hanging around. Uh, get at us on Twitter at LRB Podcast. You can send us an email at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Send us a text or a voicemail at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. And as always, feel free to review us on iTunes. We're not afraid of what you have to say. And with that, Anne, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen and Jason. Especially Jason. (laughs) Who said that? (laughs) Who said that? Miss Trudeau? I don't know. Damn. Frisky over there on a Sunday morning. (laughs) Send the girl some flowers. Fire is up. (laughs) You better believe it. What have you started? Nailed it.